Bonjour and welcome to another episode of EveryoneHatesMarketers.com, the no-fluff, actionable marketing podcast for people sick of marketing bullshit. I'm your host, Louis Grenier. After four years, 175 episodes recorded, 9,625 minutes of no-bullshit content published, and 1 million plus downloads reached, I felt it was time to shake things up a bit. You see... I want to help you radically stand out because I firmly believe it's the only way for you to succeed without marketing bullshit. So moving forward, each episode is going to be around 20 minutes long. Each episode is going to be super practical where I'm going to teach you one way to radically stand out that you can apply to your business today. I'm going to use snippets of past interviews, the lessons I've learned from my own experience and plenty of concrete examples. Oh, and one last thing. I'm also turning each of those episodes into the only newsletter focusing on differentiation and positioning so you can read at your own pace and remember the concept I'm teaching. If it's of interest, I hope you'll sign up today on everyonehatesmarketers.com. I'll also notify you when I launch new stuff and products and you can win rewards for referring other mavericks to the newsletter, like branded cups and t-shirts and posters and private group coaching and plenty of other nice little surprises. All right, on to the podcast. Here is a little rant on a topic that's close to my heart. My friend Joe Glover from the Marketing Meetup invited me recently to do a hot seat group coaching with his community of marketers. And folks could basically submit one challenge before that call on how they struggled with their own differentiation, how they struggled with standing out. So I got to read around 60 answers from people in different businesses, working in-house as freelancers, as founders, CEOs, etc., etc. And a very similar question came up twice. And it's something I want to talk about and address right now. So I'm just going to quote the questions there that have been mentioned by those two people. I want to include the concept of fun in my service offer while still being perceived as professional by C-suite executives. I have toned down my humor a lot. I no longer use my prize-winning punk rock song I'm going to vomit as part of my portfolio, but now I feel I've cut off the most creative part of me. And the second person said, my niche product is for treasurers and membership secretaries of sports and other hobby clubs. These people are volunteers giving up their free time across a wide range of ages. In this sector, bland marketing is rife. I should be able to stand the fuck out. But how can I get noticed without offending people and remaining professional? So here's the quick answer. Of course, you can radically stand out while remaining professional. But, and this is a big but, this question usually comes from a place of fear. What it really means when I hear this question being asked quite a lot is, how do we stand out without changing anything? How do we stand out without changing the way we talk, without changing our copy, without changing our product or anything? How do we stand out using hacks, using stunts, using stuff that feel less scary that we can do in five minutes? And I understand because it comes from a place of fear of being rejected. That comes from our herd mentality as humans because we are afraid of being rejected by our customers and then by our boss and colleagues and stuff like that. What if we say something that we shouldn't? What if we do something we shouldn't? It's also the fear of offending others and being afraid that when you start challenging something, when you start doing something different, others will like insult you and send you death threats and stuff like that. 
I can tell you for me that I can count on one single hand the number of times someone complained about me swearing, for example. And there's also this fear of not making enough money because if we start to segment our market and start to challenge a lot, maybe a lot of people will disagree and therefore they will not buy our stuff. So those are the three fears that comes a lot with this question. But I think asking this question, how do we radically stand out while being professional, is a misunderstanding of the concept of radical differentiation as a whole. Because you don't have to curse like I do to radically stand out. Because at its heart, it's a positioning method to become the only product or service in a specific category to serve this specific group of people the way you do it. This is what radical differentiation really is. And nowhere does it say that you have to curse like I do, for example, or that you offend people. That's not what it is. I used to work for a place that considered itself professional. Men had to wear suits all the time. There were no beards allowed. You can think about all the cliches in the corporate office. They had them. Yet, they were making a lot of misogynistic jokes all the time, even in the open space, or also getting blind drunk during work events. So, is that what it means to be professional? No, it doesn't. And I think it's important to look at what actually being professional actually means. When this happens, when I try to dive into a topic, I always go to this person first. I go to Seth Godin and I try to look at what he said on the topic. And he wrote an interesting article where he talks about the concept of being professional. I'm just going to quote it. This is someone who offers expertise and impact and time and commitment, all the elements necessary to achieve results. And the professional does it on command for hire for an exchange of value. The professional's promise is direct and clear. I will make a change happen. So you see, nothing here is about wearing suits and all of that. And I think when you dig deeper, I can think about three principles of being a true professional. One, it's helping the people you seek to serve reach their needs. That's the biggest one, right? Obsessing over them. That's your duty as a professional, whether you work in-house or not. The second would be to stay true to your words, to be honest, to be true to yourself, to be true to others. The third one will be to respect others by not causing them any active harm, by not necessarily pointing out a single person or single company and remaining respectful that way. So helping the people you seek to serve, staying true to your words and respecting others. That's what it means to me to be professional. So to go back to the question, how do you stand out and still remain professional? I think it goes back to the very first step of marketing. Who are you seeking to serve? And here it's really about forgetting about their age and what they do and their profession. It's about thinking about their worldview. How do they see the world? What are their values? What do they believe? What do they hate? What do they fear? What is the game they're actually playing? Very important. So let's take a fictional example. If you are offering gardening services and you could have, let's say, two types of clients. I used this example before. Prince Charles and Ozzy Osbourne, they have the same age, the same number of kids. Like if you look at just purely demographic information, they look the same. They have huge properties and surely they need gathering service. Now, if you get extremely sweary and this is kind of your hostile brand as a gardener, like this is your positioning and you go over the top when it comes to like, we trim your fucking bushes and we water your fucking roses and you go all the way into that principle, like to very hostile. I think Prince Charles and the royal family will never hire you because their worldview will look for extremely well-groomed, well-behaved professionals in the space of gardening that have been recommended by other people in the royal family who can keep stuff confidential and that have been vetted and whatever. That's their worldview. That's what they believe. 
but Ozzy Osbourne probably wouldn't care and in fact probably wouldn't make him laugh, right? So you see that it's crazy important to understand their worldview, the game they're playing and understanding that the people you seek to serve have specific beliefs. And if you don't understand that, it's going to be difficult to answer the question, how do you stand out while remaining professional? So I just want to share a few principles to stay professional and stand the fuck out. The first one is that it's all about the intersection of the people you actually seek to serve and what you stand for as a brand, as a professional, as a freelancer, whatever. What are the strongest held opinions? What are the things that you truly believe? What are your worldview? And what are the worldview of the people you seek to serve? It's really important to go narrow here. It's easy to just brush that off and think that you serve everyone in a specific category. It's true in a sense when you grow as a brand, but it's also not true when you start as a startup and a small business. You really need to understand that the people that you seek to serve are underserved by a specific category. They really need a solution to their problem. And they believe a series of things that make that pain even stronger. And this is why when you come back to my example with everyone hates marketers that could be considered a hostile brand where I curse and whatnot, it's because the people I serve are as fed up with marketing bullshit as I am. And the cursing is congruent with that. It's congruent with my view and their view. The second principle is to challenge the status quo in one way, shape or form because your people are underserved. So you need to challenge the thing that is causing them pain. And I like what Adam Morgan did with coming up with a few templates for challenger brands, as he calls them. So I'm just going to read a few just to give you some ideas of how you can actually challenge the status quo, standing the fuck out and remaining professional. For example, you can be the democratizer. You bring access to the things that have previously only been available to the elite. You're taking from the rich and giving it to the poor instead. You can be the enlightened zagger. You deliberately swim against a prevailing cultural or category tide. You hold up an attitude or behavior the rest of the world seem to accept and provoke us to see as the bullshit it really is. You could be the local hero. The local hero reflects the emotion and energy around a renewed appetite for localism and local character. It champions the importance of local needs, local culture, and local people. Or you could be real and human. You challenge the impersonality and faceless service of the market leader and the dehumanizing industrialization of the category, appealing to us on a more personal and emotional level. So you could see how by thinking about it this way, it's not about like cursing just to be noticed. It's about you challenge something that is causing a group of people to be severely underserved by the category and you find a way to solve that. And that is radical differentiation. Another principle would be to simply list down what is typically done in your specific category and find openings. List down what they're doing, what they're saying, and try to find ways where you could say, well, they're not doing this, we could be doing that. You could get inspired by other brands in other industries that admire and you try to mimic their behavior and see how you can do it this way. If it worked for them, it could work for you as long as it matches the worldview of your customer. Another principle would be that everything that you do or say is really about being noticed, being remembered, being shared. Anything that is outside of those three kind of goals in marketing is kind of useless. You also can't please everyone. And I know you've heard that many times before, but don't try to please everyone you are probably severely overestimating the number of people that you push away by really challenging the status quo in a specific way, by really going all the way to the edge of the map. You will notice that a lot of people believe what you believe, even if they don't say so openly, even if they might not have believed that themselves first. By just virtue of you showing up, you'll have people following you more because you're taking a stand. The other one would be to not be sweary for the sake of it. It needs to be congruent with what you're challenging, the way you are serving those underserved people. So don't be just sweary because I do it. For example, 
I do it for a specific reason because I'm challenging the industry category and I feel like the people who are really underserved are people who believe what I believe in that way. And then another one would be that people don't change after 5 p.m. after they leave work. What I mean is that it's not because you're, let's say, in HR as a category and you think everyone is very boring and very, like, super, super clean cut and whatever. They are the same people who actually scroll through Instagram laughing at stupid cat videos at 2 a.m. And this is something you need to reconcile. Their belief, their worldview will be the same. And there are ways to appeal to that, even in a quote-unquote professional setting. So after all that, the only question I want to ask you then is, how can you stand out without then being professional? Because being professional is all about serving the right people. It's about obsessing over a specific need and their worldview. It's about taking a stand against what's causing them pain. And it doesn't mean offending people or cursing all the time. Those are two complete different things. That's it for another episode of everyonehatesmarketers.com. I'm pouring my heart and soul into this. Uh, it will mean a lot to me if you check out the newsletter that goes with this podcast at everyonehatesmarketers.com. I send this newsletter every Tuesday. It's packed with very practical, step-by-step, actionable ways for you to radically stand out. And when you sign up, you also get access to a free eight-lesson course on the same topic. All right, see you on the other side. And that's it for another episode of everyonehatesmarketers.com. Thank you so much for listening. I'm super, super grateful. I'd love for you to consider subscribing to my daily newsletter, Monday to Friday, called Stand the Fuck Out Daily. I send very short, hopefully interesting, surprising, shocking, entertaining content to help you stand the fuck out. It's at everyonehatesmarketers.com. You can subscribe for free and obviously unsubscribe whenever you want. I'm just going to read a couple of emails that I got recently as a reply. Juma said, your content attacks the mind primarily, which is such a good thing because most of us are skilled at what we do, but we don't have the courage to do it our way. Mark, who just subscribed a couple uh, days before, said, this is my first issue of your newsletter. Love it. Glad I subscribed. Brianna said, I just realized this morning that my email habit is now to one, skim through the list, two, select all unread industry email except yours, three, delete and don't think twice, four, quickly skim yours. Amy said, also loving the new content that's coming from you. It feels really lovely. Candle said, I like your writing a lot. It really resonates. There's so much bullshit out there. It's good to touch the authentic. And Chloe said, where is the I fucking love this email button? Brilliant. I hope you subscribe. You'll be joining more than 14,000 subscribers at this stage, which is crazy. It's the size of a small stadium. Anyway, thank you so much. See you on the other side.